0: Oh, welcome back to the Link lineup. This is uh, episode three. Uh, we're recording on the tenth of August, so this is where we're at in training camp. We got a lot to discuss. Some transactions, you know, for the linebacker situation, you know, happened this past week. Plus, some hypothetical trades and whatnot. We're going to talk about all that stuff today. Um, you know, I'm Chase. You can follow me on Twitter at CardiacChase. Chase. To my left, I think it's my left, is uh, Bryce. You can follow him at Bryce. I am Bryce Haynes on Twitter, and then down below, I hope this is how it works out. Is Josh? You can follow him at the Pre Two on Twitter. Uh, how you guys doing today?
1: Doing pretty good, buddy. How are you?
0: Fantastic, fantastic. Uh, so, you know, everything happened. It's been it's been pretty pretty uh pretty sloppy uh, past week, according to what we've seen. Uh, so we got plenty to talk about what comes to training camp. But first, first foremost, we're going to talk about uh, some of the news that happened this past week. We got Josh Seals back. Uh, that's not something that anybody's really excited about because, you know, the uh, allegations and, you know, we're not going to talk about all that. So if you want to know about it, Quick Google search will will do you well. Uh we signed Josh Andrews. Josh Andrews has took has basically taken over the uh the backup center role. Uh booted uh Brett Toth over to guard, which is what the second team needed. Hopefully that gives Marcus Mariota a chance to actually do something other than uh, fill ground balls. Uh we released Davion Taylor. Sad, you know. R.I.P. Yeah. Had, had uh, all the uh, all those athletic traits you would want in a player, but ultimately didn't translate to the field. So hopefully he gets, uh, gets picked up somewhere and, you know, shines somewhere else. Then the big, the big news, it was, I believe, a Sunday. We picked up Zach Cunningham and Miles Jack off the street uh, to toss him into the linebacker room with N'Kobe Dean, Nicholas Morrow, Sean Bradley, and Christian Ellis. So now the linebacker room is a little, a bit bigger, a bit bigger. Uh, then I think today or yesterday, uh, Devin Allen's now active. So that's cool. If he's able to play in the preseason, it's going to be fun to watch. Uh, so obviously, the biggest news here was Zach Cunningham and Miles Jack uh, signing. So with that being said, Bryce, what's your pain on it?
1: Uh, I got, kind of got mixed opinions about it. Um, well, for one, you didn't have a lot coming into it. So anything, you're just adding more bodies to competition. So, I mean, that's going to help out any, that's going to help out everybody in that room. Um, I think Zach Cunningham, I think he's, he's got a little bit more, I guess in the tank, you could say than, uh, miles Jack to me. Um, Miles, he played. I think he played all all sixteen games last year uh, for the Steelers. Had over a hundred tackles. Um, he's he's looked all right. He's good. He's good against the run. Makes a lot of tackles. He's kind of struggled. Uh, it was weird because I always felt like in Jacksonville he was a really good. He was really good against the pass and pass coverage. And now it's like kind of transitioned to not so good in the pass coverage. And he's a lot better against the run and just making tackles. But I feel like Zach, I think Zach Cunningham, he's got a little bit more upside on this signing, both of these signings than uh than Miles Jack does. But I mean, you can't get worse at the position right now because you still got question marks in it, but – you're bringing in some veteran presence. Uh, somebody, guys, Tugas has been in the league for a while, uh, excelled in this league at times. So uh, I'm interested to see on what happens.
0: Now, I'll ask you this, Bryce. Do um, you think this this signing says more about how the Eagles feel about N'Kobe Dean or just about the linebacker room in general?
1: Uh, I think it's more about the linebacker room in general than it is. So just N'Kobe Dean itself, because I don't know if they – Actually, seen enough from Nkobe to put like a label on him, but I think they came into this year probably feeling like because we've seen it as a fan base, the media, they all saw it uh, that this was going to be a question mark to start training camp. So I think I think they feel better about Nkobe than probably say me or us all us three kind of have and talked about last week is that we're not ready to write him in as like the complete starter home run pick. But uh, I don't know. I think it says a lot more about the room itself because there, there, there was not, there's not a lot of experience in that linebacker room. I mean, you got Nicholas Morrow. Who's, he's been around the league a couple, a couple of different places, Chicago and uh, Las Vegas, but he wasn't, you still don't kind of know what you got in that room in general. Uh
0: Josh, is there what's your opinion on the on the the signings? Do you think Man, I'm actually I'm gonna change the question. Do you think that either one of these guys actually make the team?
2: Um, I think they both have a good chance of making the team. I know, um I mean regardless of how Nicobe Dean was gonna perform this training camp, I think we still needed to add at least another body or two in the linebacker room. Um I mean, like Bryce was saying, we don't have a lot of experience there. Um, we definitely still need help in that position. I think even after the signings, it's still probably our weakest position, if not safety. Um, I mean, I like the signings. It's good to have some uh, a couple of vets in there. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if we're still, a tr- um, you know, a potential uh, trade destination for a linebacker. But uh, it's definitely a step in the right direction. And I think that um, regardless of how we feel about N'Kobe Dean, it's good to uh, you know have a couple other guys that are, you know, at least proven that they can perform at an NFL level, like on good teams. So.
0: so, would you say it moves the needle for you at all?
2: A little bit. I mean, it's in the right direction. I don't feel super confident about our linebackers even after the move, but uh, definitely a little more reassured.
0: Yeah it it also helped. It kind of like just kind of you know says to the Eagles fan base that how how he's paying attention, he knows that, that this linebacker group is definitely subpar. And you know we haven't spent a lot of resources on linebackers since I guess like how he's kind of been in the league. So you know it'd be interesting. We like I said last week, I believe we can't have bad linebackers and bad safeties. You can you can have one that can make up for the lack of talent in one of those those spots, but you can't have both of them be bad. Um, so one interesting. I think thing, if, go ahead. I
1: think if I think if anything, you don't feel bad about what they did like this. You don't feel any worse than what you already had to me. It kind of points to like the safety position last year, uh, how he, he didn't feel good about the safeties last year coming into the year. He made a move for uh, CJ Gardner Johnson, which turned out to be a good one, but it's like you were saying, Chase, you're going to come into the year with at least one position one room that you don't feel completely solid about whether that be defensive line but linebackers corners safeties whatever even some on the offense too but it's just like you're saying it's good to know that your your general manager is also looking to make an improvement and not being stagnant and just content with what he has
0: yeah and you know even though the window at least to me to win it all is wide open cuz we have we have a bunch of young talent you still don't want to just go halfway in like the all-in mode. You wanna, you wanna, you wanna make sure you give yourself a chance every single year and the best chance possible. Um, so, like I said, these two, to me, these two signings—they're cool. That's that's best way to sum it up. It's it's cool. Uh, I do think Nickobi Dean will still end up being the starting linebacker. I don't think Nicholas Morrow is going to make the team. I'm just throwing it out there. Now that these two are are here believe that we'll end up with N'Kobe, Christian Ellis, Zach Cunningham, and Miles Jack. I think they both they both make the team. Um, I know there's some people, some beat writers that saying that they neither of them might make the team. I I don't think you
1: throw them back to the streets. I'd- the question I was gonna ask I do you like Josh, do you feel that one has a better shot of making the team than the other based on the two that they signed?
2: Um, I think Cunningham probably has a higher floor than Jack, but I still think they both make the team. I mean, that kind of reminds me of uh, the Linval Joseph and, and Dominic and Sue signings last year. How like we had a hole that Howie definitely recognized, and we didn't make a huge splash, but we brought in a couple <coughs> quality vets to uh, just help bolster the uh, bolster the unit a little. But yeah, I definitely think they both make the team.
0: Yeah. Um, the only issue that I have with this uh, particular signing is. Out of camp so far, the biggest issue has been pass coverage, and neither of these guys kind of fit that, that mold of what we need. Um, so what happens with that? Well, you know, it's to be determined. We'll, I'm sure we'll figure something out later on, whether that is putting Jermaine Edmonds at linebacker and having him guard a tight end. Who knows? We don't know. Um, but it will be something for the coaching staff to figure
1: out. As you said uh, Tremaine or Terrell.
0: Terrell. Why am I saying Tremaine, dude?
1: <laughs> that's his brother. His brother's in Chicago now. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I
0: said Tremaine twice already. <laughs> that's my bad. Terrell. Uh with that being said though, uh one more kind of fun piece of this linebacking room was Nolan Smith getting outside linebacker reps. Um That's cool because he's super athletic, right? And I believe one of the reports was he was he was like kind of guarding Boston Scott out of the backfield, and he didn't he he didn't do bad. So there was a question going around on Twitter. I know some people brought it up. Was could he maybe fill in like a Micah Parsons role? Um, that'd be cool. I mean, I know we're supposed to hate Cowboys players, but Micah Parsons is pretty cool. He's a
1: pretty cool. Dude. He's a, he's a good player. He's a very, very good player.
0: And, buddy, let me tell you, if you want to come to Philly, there's always going to be a spot for you. Open arms, baby. Yeah. Uh, Open we'll, arms. We'll welcome you. Uh, so, I mean, so, Josh, do you think that maybe Nolan Smith could, could do that role, or would you rather him just focus on being an edge rusher?
2: He definitely has the athleticism to do it. I mean, obviously, Micah Parsons, like, one of the top defenders in the league. It's hard to say that somebody can – play that kind of role, but just in terms of the versatility, I think he definitely has it in them. Um, I, uh, you yeah, know, I mean, I'd like to see us pursue that. I mean, I think having versatile defenders is, uh, you know, always a good thing to have. And we, I mean, we already have the pass rushing all over the, all over the place, all over the defensive line, uh, and depth as well. So it'd be nice to see, uh, you know, what we can do with an athlete like that on our defense.
0: Definitely. be cool. Uh, if it does pan out, you know, it'd be cool. Uh, but you know there are some people that have said, "Hey, you know we don't want him to you know take on that role because we want him to, to excel what he's good at, which is rushing the passer. But if you can add that element of, hey he can, he can also drop back in coverage, he can play all three downs, you know, and that's like a superstar in the making. Uh, Bryce, what do you what do you think about this idea of maybe being like a Michael like Parsons?
1: Uh, I might break some hearts here, but I, I don't really like it. I'm not the biggest fan of it. Um, I think you drafted this guy to be an edge rusher. That's what you studied a lot of his tape on at Georgia because you didn't see hardly him ever at an off-ball linebacker position. Um, I did, like, you go back and watch film of him at Georgia. Uh, There was a game against Florida, I believe it was maybe his sophomore year. Uh, He had an interception, and he was well down the field and got that interception. So it shows that he's got some kind of athletic ability and versatility to where he can cover people. But at the same time, I feel like you're going to put too much on this rookie's plate than he can actually handle, which, I mean, he seems like a guy who just absolutely works his ass off nonstop. And he just absolutely loves football and he's a high motor guy, So I'm sure he's all, he's more than willing to do it. I would just like to see what his what his upside is at pass rusher and strictly pass rusher first before you go making drastic kind of changes to his game cuz like once you do that you're not just changing the scheme like just changing the defense as a whole you're actually you're changing this player's like mentality and changing what he can do as a player and if he's used to rushing the passer and being an edge rusher that's like a whole different thing that he's probably going to have to learn, which, I mean, I'm, it's cool that they're trying it now in training camp and just to see what it does, but I'm not the biggest fan of it. I'd like to see him just play edge rusher at the moment, but I don't know. Well, who, who am I to tell him what the hell he can do and he can't do? <laughs> yeah,
0: no, I mean, you're right, but I think if if Micah Parsons was on this team and not Hassan Reddick, they would probably try that a little bit more. Just because they have like somebody, hey, just watch him, just pay attention to him. Obviously, Hassan Reddick isn't the the greatest in pass coverage. He's he's okay, you know, for what he is, but he's not he's not going to you know lock down anybody.
1: But you
0: know, with that being said, the linebacker situation is a mess. Still. What's
1: your opinion on it, Chase?
0: Oh, my opinion. Uh, you know, I've went back and forth because obviously I, I, this happened earlier this week or. I mean, it was late last week. So I've had time to think about it, and I've bounced back and forth just because, you know, it depends on the player, to be honest. If they're, like, willing and, like, they're, like, hungry to learn, like, new things, and it's not, it's not bad. I would say it's, like, it's okay. But at the same time, if you have, like, a rookie come in, and we, I mentioned this on either the first episode or last week, you don't want to shatter a rookie's confidence. Um, so let's say you drop him back in the coverage he gets he gets killed. Let's say we're playing who's a good running back we play. Uh, Christian McCaffrey the yeah, sure. Oh. We will be at that game hopefully that doesn't happen. But um, <laughs> so let's say you know he's coming out of the backfield he runs like like an angle route, right? You don't want to, you don't want to see your rookie get broke off on, you know, you just don't want it to happen because guess what's going to happen. This is not going to feel good. So you, you don't want that to happen, right? So let him excel at what he does and then maybe implement it later on. Let him get his confidence up. Let him think, let him know that like, he's good and he's able to be a pass rusher. Add that element later on in his career where, you know, he's, he's already, he's seasoned, you know, he, he knows what he can do. So that's where I stand on it it'd be cool if he turns out to be like a, like a Michael Parsons. And if that's like the new mold of like addressers that come, that come out, that'd be, that's, that's cool.
1: But. Uh, yeah. It kind of, uh, it brings me to like what you talked about the first episode when we was talking about uh, what's his name, Kyron Johnson. Yeah, Like they were putting him at that Sam linebacker role, like an off-ball linebacker. And you were kind of saying like, they're just trying to find him somewhere to play just get him somewhere which I don't think that's the case with no one I just think that they think he's athletic enough to be able to do do that but at the same time do it's do. not yeah <laughs> it's not the best look I guess you could say I don't know because like well for one it's two different players one's way more athletic than the other and the other one could probably do it and the other ones they're like you said just looking for a spot to put him but I don't know, man. I just got mixed emotions about it. I don't know.
0: I will say that his attitude says that like he can he can't learn it and he he seems like he, he can bounce back if something doesn't go his way.
1: You right know? now it seems like he's their best rookie that they have. Like from the reports that's coming out. Oh. It seems like he <laughs> I'm sorry. Like,
0: it's not him. It's Joseph and Gata. but we'll, we'll we'll cross that bridge when we, when we get there. <laughs>
1: that's not where I thought you was going yeah. with that uh, no. at it, all, dude.
0: Nah. No, that's Joseph Ngata. But I, I get it. I get it. He's he's probably the most explosive rookie we have besides Joseph and Gata. But But uh, you know, uh, we'll we'll see. I'm sure he'll get some reps in preseason. So we'll we'll see what we have, and we'll see what maybe they plan on doing with him. Obviously, they're, they're going to run super vanilla. Offense and defense. So, you know, um, Josh, anything you'd like to add before we move on to the next uh, topic?
2: Yeah, um, just to expand on what Bryce said. Also, I think that um, he's the type of guy who, if things do go wrong, he would be able to bounce back. I don't think he's the type to uh, get down on himself if he, you know, gets beat by somebody like Christian McCaffrey. I think he's, uh, I think he's up for the challenge if we want to go down that route.
0: No, definitely, definitely. And that's why that's why Philly fans love him. That's why I love him so far, as he seems like he's he's ready, and you know. He, he is such a positive
1: I didn't know he was as big as he is. I've seen a picture of him today. That dude's built like a shit brick house, man. Like he's huge.
0: Isn't he like six three, like two forty?
1: Yeah, but it's it's like a solid two forty though. Oh, like wow.
0: <laughs> I mean, I'm you know, I'm six four, two eighty, so I guess we can we can kinda we can kinda look at each other. <laughs> I I can give you what he looks like, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> take off too much and a little bit of fat <laughs> uh, but uh, <laughs> moving on uh, speaking of I guess rushers of the past like whatever uh, Aaron Donald there was a hypothetical bleacher portrait where it had the Eagles sending a first and second round pick for next year's draft to get mm-hmm. Aaron Donald uh, that's made his rounds uh, Eagles Twitter took it and ran with it um, pretty, pretty much what I saw was it was kind of divided like it was like 50 50 or maybe maybe a little bit like 48 52 but it it was close uh so obviously this trade would be how he's saying we're winning we're trying to win this year we're we're going all in this year and then we're saying who cares about the future cuz we have young stars right now anyway so with that being said Bryce is a first and second too much for Aaron Donald who may only play one year
1: Sadly, in his career, like where he's at now, uh yeah, I think it's too much because I can't I can't think how old he is off the top of my head he's in his thirties, surely I'm sure now
0: oh, yeah definitely. I think I well, into,
1: well oh. into his thirties now, but you asked me this a couple years ago I'm saying throw two first rounders at him in a second and just see if you can get him to pick up the damn phone, but now. <clears throat> I don't know I'm not I'm I'm a huge fan when it comes to keeping your future intact like because I'm always I'm always like the first one in like of our friend group chase or and on in, in any of our chats is like as soon as like this draft was over of Jalen Carter I was immediately like looking forward to like 2024 and looking at mock drafts then I do a lot I watch a lot of college football and watch keep up with a lot of prospects I like to keep our future intact i'm not one into dumping a bunch of draft capital into players that you could potentially trade for or I, i'm not a big fan of like to talk about it like because it I, I don't know it's just weird to me but my answer is don't do it <laughs> like well, if that's come if it comes to that i'm not a fan of it
0: well tad on that he's 32 years old so they're puts him up there with things Probably Fletcher Cox, right? I think they're about the same age. Maybe, maybe Fletcher's a little bit older. Doesn't matter. So the biggest, the biggest thing is, though, for the people that are, are for the trade is, hey, if we if we pick them up, we're picking thirty second anyway. So it's not a true like first round pick. It's like a whatever. So, with that being said, Josh, do you think that this would be a good trade, or do you think do you also agree with Bryce that you know sacrificing your future for a rental is crazy?
2: Yeah, I agree with Bryce. I mean, it'd be one thing if we were thin at defensive line and we needed the help anyway, and that would really be like a major game changer for us. And don't get me wrong. I mean, obviously picking up Aaron Donald would be a game changer, but we're pretty set at defensive line. I mean, I don't know how much that really moves the needle, and I'm also not a big fan of giving up draft capital. So uh, for me, I would have to say no. I don't think it would be worth it. For It would be one thing if it was like for a top-notch safety or if he was like in his 20s, but uh, as is, I wouldn't do it. Yeah,
0: I think when he won, when they won the Super Bowl, he was talking about retiring. And he comes back one more year, have a bad year. So like, maybe he, if we won it this year, he would definitely retire. I feel like it. Like, we we'd have like four people retire this year if we won a ring, and that's Jason Kelsey, Fletcher Cox, Brandon Graham, and then Aaron Donald if he if he played for us, obviously. But uh, so my view on it, I think it's crazy. Cause you want to keep this train rolling of getting young talent, right? You don't want it to stop one year, cause that one year could throw off your whole future. So yeah, it's cool. We have a quarterback who just turned twenty five. You know, super young. Wire receiver core who are all under the age of like, I think twenty seven, maybe.
1: How, how old is AJ? Twenty five. Yeah, he's like twenty five, twenty six, maybe.
0: Yeah, so like everybody's young there. Running backs without come they come and go. Who cares? So the oldest player that's like a playmaker on this team is Dallas Goddard and he's like 28 29. So you don't want to stop building your future. So like you can still win now and focus on building for the future. That's like the whole that's whole thing. We I don't want to be a Rams like a St. Louis or the Los Angeles Rams where you throw away your whole future for it one year and then you have Baker Mayfield starting in December, you know, for your team. It's it's not a, it's not something that I would look forward to. So Definitely not for a first and second. What would you think, Bryce, it would take for you to make that deal? Like, what would you be okay with giving up?
1: Hey, on Wallace and Nicholas Morrow? Yeah. (laughs) Hell yeah. Uh. (laughs) (laughs) But but no, uh, if I'm going to take like the original hypothetical trade, honestly, I would do it for a second. Yeah. Uh, You take out that first round pick, just do it for a second straight up. Yeah. I mean, you're, that's, that's a pretty good. I I think that's a pretty good trade. Uh mm, if I could do it, I would throw a third and just try to get away with it. <laughs> like just like the first thing is like offer a third and maybe a player and just see what it goes from there. But I'm sure they wouldn't even think about that. Cause I mean it's still Aaron Donald. His name holds weight. You know what I mean? Like it's not Like it doesn't matter how he's played recently. It's still Aaron Donald is what they're gonna is what how everybody portrays it. But at the same time, I I'm not sure. Uh, What do you think? What What would you send them, Chase?
0: Uh, so here's the thing. He'd he'd be playing in a limited role. So the way he played in the past, he played full time, right? So he'd be in rotation. He'd be fresh all the time. You know it. So who knows what would happen? So in the and the Eagles community chat thing that we're in on Twitter I said th- I said this I said it can't be a first and second it could either be one or the other and I'd be I would probably st- say no if it was for the first but you can't give up both the first and second cuz first and second is what you build what you're like banking on being like a like at least a solid player for you so you could not in my opinion give up both so I would I would throw in a fourth I would say a fourth because I would just see what happened, maybe throw in, depending on what their rebuttal was, I would start with a fourth. But I I could not give up a second. A or
1: just straight up fourth?
0: Yeah, I'll throw, throw them a fourth and whatever they wanted uh, at that point. Uh, that's obviously not too crazy. Like, you can't have Jalen Hurts or AJ. You can't, can't do that. Uh, Quez is going to be elite this year. So we'll save that We'll save that topic for our, our bold prediction segment later on.
1: All right, Quez, you can slide your boy in there. He's Joseph. not playing, he's not playing <laughs> slot,
0: dude. He's not playing <laughs> slot. He's too damn big to be playing the slot. Uh, but uh, Josh, what would you ever make this trade? What would it like? What would it take for you to make the trade and be okay with it?
2: The only way I'd be okay with giving up a second, even would be if it was a conditional trade, like if we make the Super Bowl or win the Super Bowl. Like, I'm okay with giving a second for that. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think honestly, even if I don't think I would give a first under any circumstance, um. Maybe if there was like some way you could work it into the conditional that like he comes back next year. Like, I don't know if that's a thing, but uh, just to touch on that for a second because I know like he's been playing full time his whole career and like he's been talking about retirement. He was on the verge a couple years ago. If he's playing in a rotational system like we have, he might be open to playing longer. So that would be interesting.
1: You keep him fresh, dude. I want to see a fresh McDonald, like a guy that's only played maybe 30 to 40 snaps a game, something like that.
0: Probably less than that, be like 20.
1: Yeah, imagine yeah. bringing
2: in a fresh Aaron Donald in the fourth quarter.
1: Yeah. That'd be scary. Yeah. <laughs> that'd, be, that'd, be totally <laughs> that'd
2: be that'd
0: be that'd be fun to watch, though. I tell you what, that'd be
1: stick that'd be him great. next to Jordan Davis or Jalen Carter. Good God, dude, that's terrifying. Yeah,
0: I do think that the first the first round pick would would be on the table if he was like twenty twenty eight, twenty eight, twenty nine, not towards the twilight of his career. So yeah. Um well, that being said, camp notes. Uh this week's camp, uh they've been all short, I believe. All of them have been pretty short. I think yesterday or today, maybe it was like it was like less than an hour. Um so Nick's keeping them fresh. I know they're doing walkthroughs tomorrow on Friday, and then they have uh the game on Saturday. So uh something that stood out to me, uh, and this is this is probably we're gonna take a Take a little time talking about here. Uh, Kayvon Wallace is in the first team reps. Uh, so, prediction show, flashback. I wish I could do it, but I don't have the editing skills to do it. But we'll pretend. I said, Kayvon Wallace, you're not on the team. Remember that, Bryce? We actually put that on Twitter. I remember that. <laughs> now, yeah, I remember it that. Seems, now it seems like the complete opposite. Now it looks like you might start uh, <laughs> alongside Reed Blankenship. So, Josh, what do you think about Kevin Wallace being your uh, your second starting safety?
2: I'll be honest. I don't feel great about it. Um, <laughs> I definitely think that he would have made the roster regardless, but I never would have guessed that he'd be uh, going into the season potentially starting for us. I thought Terrell Edmonds kind of had that locked up uh, across from Blankenship. I mean, if he's showing the stuff in training camp, I mean, I'm willing to give him a shot. I mean, he's still young. He's got a good pedigree, and – But uh, definitely makes me a little, little nervous.
0: Uh, Yeah, yeah. Uh, So his his knock is like mental mistakes, being in the wrong place, you know. So it's stuff that can be fixed, but it's a matter of will it get fixed? But obviously, I think as a Eagles fan group as a whole, we're all not like super excited about that. Bryce. Give me, give me your take on it. You know, I know how you feel. We talk about Eagles football all the time. Let's let the listeners know how you feel. Go
1: ahead. This guy sucks, man. He's he's so bad. And if I, I don't know if I could prepare myself to watch a full sixty minute football game of Kayvon Wallace being my starting safety, man. This guy is awful, dude. I don't, I don't know what they're seeing in camp that it's like portraying him from being so bad these past couple years to starting now. This guy must have flipped a switch. Like I don't know what is going on. Like I don't I don't know, bro. It's not a good like it's not a good sign if Kayvon Wallace is in competition to be your starting safety. I don't I do not like it at all. I don't know. What do you think what do you
0: think's the weaker spot right now? I think it's the, the linebackers or the safeties.
1: Linebackers, I think it's linebackers, Uh because you still got. Like I guess we go back to question marks all the time, but like there's still question marks in that room. As to safety, it seems like Reed's got it locked up. Reed's has been had a really good camp, as from what I've read. From what I've read, uh, yeah, uh. He's had a very, very good training camp. Um, Terrell has been, he's been all right. He's been, he's been good. Um, but you still got, you got Sydney in the wings. Like you still got him around and he's, he's climbing up depth charts. He's making plays. Um, I still think it's, I still think it's the weaker one at linebacker at least because. I don't I don't know. It's just Christian Ellis, like he's he's seemed like he's doing pretty well, but it's still like the fact that you're going from like an undrafted and now you're up to the first team, which is good for like good for him. Like he's shown enough to be a part of the first team, but it's just not something you want to see, I guess, like you want to have some stability. At that position, like some veteran presence, which they brought that in. But at the same time, those guys have question marks, too, in their game. Like, there's a reason they was on the street and not already signed to a team. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like you're finding – because I was listening to a podcast the other day. They were saying, like, it's not like you're going to find Ray Lewis on the street at this at this moment. Like, that-esque right.
0: We can sign right now.
1: (laughs) Well, that type of player in in his prime, you're not going to find one of those on this, like, not on a team at the moment. There's a reason that they were unsigned. So, I don't know. I think safety is still, I think it's in a better spot than linebacker at this moment. But,
0: yeah, I I think, I think because we have Reed and we know what Reed is, he's he's solid. You know, he's nothing special in my opinion yet. But he saw it as they come. It's it's gonna be okay. At least in one spot. So there was this I don't I don't know who tweeted it out. I don't know if I heard it. I don't know where it came from. But I saw that on topic of Sidney Brown. I saw that so I forgot what the wide receiver who it was. But they it came back. It was a route where they they come back where they sat they like stopping like they set up one spot. And Sydney Sydney Brown saw it. He he read it, jump try to jump the route, but Marcus Mariota like lobbed it where he wasn't, where he came from, kind of get the receiver to go that back that way, and they they said that Sidney Brown is like running around with his hair on fire because he got back to the spot where he the ball went to, and he would have broke it up if the the pass wasn't bad, but apparently the the pass was bad, so it it didn't matter anyway, so Sidney Brown is. Obviously, we've we talked about this. He's like an athletic freak, right? He's 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 built pretty pretty solid too. And right now, it's, it seems like his only knock is his aggressiveness will sometimes get the best of him, and it will result in like a big play or like a blown coverage, which is not great. But you do have potential there. Maybe you know maybe a playmaker because we don't. This defense doesn't really have a lot of playmakers. We got Darius Slay, who is a solid. He's a blanket, right? He's not going to let the wide receiver get a ton of yards, but he's not going to get a lot of interceptions as we've seen the past couple years. James Bradbury the same way. He's pass breakup. King doesn't necessarily get a lot of interceptions. So Cindy Brown has a chance to be like one of those playmakers that intercepts the ball because he jumps her out. So we we need one of those because it's not coming from our linebackers at all. Uh, So, you know, it's, it's nice to have him. The question now remains, does K, does Kavon Wallace win this starting job? And then if he does, how long will he keep that job? Because I can't envision a season of Kavon Wallace starting safety all 17 games. If he does, we, we either suck, or he has turned into a Hall of Famer. So
1: <laughs> There's no in between.
0: Yeah, so... so <laughs> So, Josh, I'll start with you. Do you think Kayvon Wallace wins? And if so, how long will he hold on to that spot? Uh,
2: I mean, I'm inclined to say that I don't think he'll end up winning. I think that Terrell Edmonds will end up winning that spot back. All I can say is if Kayvon Wallace does win the spot, I hope it says more about him performing well than it does about Edmonds not performing up to expectations. Right. Um. If it is the former, if it is just Kayvon Wallace just has an excellent camp, plays well in the preseason, looks like he's clearing up those mental mistakes. Um, I mean, I don't see any reason why, unless he regresses, that he would lose the spot. Um, so hopefully, I mean, I don't know if he'll be a Hall of Famer, but uh, <laughs> if he shows the <laughs> if he chose the stuff to win the spot, I could see him keeping it uh, <laughs> for the year, you know, uh, barring injury. Right.
0: And – I think I kind of skip over Terrell, not Jermaine, uh, because he's filling in at linebacker for the majority of the time. He's kind of playing like that hybrid role. And so I believe he'll come in. He'll either be the third safety or I think, you know what? We'll just call him a third safety. I don't think he's going to win that full-time safety spot. I don't know why. I don't know why. So I do think that if it's not Kaveon it will be Sydney Brown. That somehow steals the spot. Bryce, I want your opinion on this because I need it. What do you think? What do you think?
1: Every bone in my body tells me that he doesn't need to start. But like Josh was saying, say he somehow plays well enough in training camp, looks really good in preseason. I guess there's not a way you could take him out. Like you want your best players on the field. I'm not saying he's best player for that position at this moment, but the Eagles coaching staff clearly see something and he plays well enough to their eyes. I guess, I mean, there's no reason to take him out, but say he does start regressing, has a couple of bad games. Uh, you need to go ahead and pull that plug immediately and get him out of the game. <laughs> like, because, it's not like his mental mistakes are small ones. Like, they are some – he gives up, like, deep balls. Like, gives up big, big passes. And you just can't have that in a game, man. Like, you can't – at a safety position, you're always taught to be deeper than the deepest. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that's what you need to be. And if you're out of a spot there and you start making mental mistakes there and leaving your corners – to themselves when they think they've got somebody behind them. You can't, you can't have that. Man. Yeah. So
0: I think, I don't, I think he'll win it. I don't know why I actually, I think he's going to win. I don't know why something happened. Something just told me he's going to win. I don't like that, but I'll support you either way, buddy. Uh, biggest thing coming out of camp so far is there's been a lot of sloppy practices. Um, whether it's been, you know, Derek Barnett getting a flag here or there, starting a fight, um, a lot of false starts, offsides, holding, whatever, whatever the case may be, it's been sloppy. However, in my opinion, it's good to have sloppy practices now. Get the sloppy stuff out of the way, and we can fix it, we can fix it later on. Um, you know, so. I don't know how much you've read into it, Bryce. What is your where do you where do you, where are you at right now with like the sloppy practices? Are you are you like nervous going
1: into this season
0: or do you think it'll just play itself out?
1: Um, I think it's going to play itself out. The one thing is, that is kind of concerning to me is that it seems like it's more pre-snap penalties than 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 a lot of like actual sloppy play at practices. Seems like the offense is having a lot of pre-snap penalties, which that's that's one thing that you can actually that a, that a team can actually carry into the regular season. Like, you've seen that happen more times than not. is like they've practiced, like, their team drills and their 11 on eleven, seven 7-on-7s. Everything's looked good, but it's, out, it's all after the snap is what looks good. The stuff that all the mental issues, mental errors that's happening pre-snap, whether it be false starts, uh, whatever, whatever it may be. Uh, that's something a team can carry with them into the beginning of the year. And that's something that will absolutely lose you ball games. There's a lot of things. That's that's a big key component that will lose you some games. And that's something that you can't have starting a year because that's something that that team can start to carry with them deeper into the year because it shakes their confidence. It'll shake – like they won't trust themselves a lot, whether it be like the – like – pre snaps and like um their motions they can mesh up the motions and get a flag and stuff for that um uh, all that stuff holding i don't know that's just something that a team can carry with them if they can't shake it mentally
0: and i do think it has something to do with having two new coordinators uh you know it you know we'll see how it plays out uh, going forward you know i do think that there will be like a rough start to the season, not necessarily losses, but the play itself might not be where we think it's going to be, just because two new coordinators is is huge. You know, you know, replacing both of your coordinators. Obviously, Jonathan Gannon sucks. We we I don't know how you guys felt about him last year. I didn't like him. I never liked him. I just felt like he was super super passive and he never changed. It's so anything. hard.
1: It was so hard to hold against him, though, when his defense was second in the league and sacks was 70. Like, you know what I mean? That was hard to hold against him. But, like, I, I I completely understand what you're saying. Like, his coverages, some of his coverages, some of his scheming seemed very wonky at certain times in the game. That, that That's something that I'm glad we got rid of. But it's so hard to hold against him when that defensive line had, had 70 sacks last year, and
0: but if you remember correctly, remember remember his little playbook? It was like like, yay, big, like this <laughs> it was like yeah. it just had like this dude like there's there's no adjustments to be made um but going back to like the, the the sloppiness aspect of practice, that's how you let bad teams beat beat you like and you know last year we faced a lot of bad teams we can we can admit it now, we went to the the big dance, you know it happened, you know. We we faced a lot of bad teams last year with bad quarterbacks who we were just blowing them out game after game after game. So now this year we got a first place schedule. We're playing some some uh, on paper good opponents. We can't have those mistakes transit, like go into the season. Otherwise, we're going to lose games we should have won and we'll get blown out by good teams, which we don't want, you know. This team has all the talent in the world, but we we got to fix this the pre-snap penalties and get Derek Barnett off the team. Um, <laughs> so, Josh, do you do you worry about this team going forward with like their the sloppiness to start off the training camp, or do you think do you think it'll play out?
2: Overall, I think it'll play out. Um, I don't think Derek Barnett will ever play out. I can't <laughs> wait to get him off the team. But
0: uh, always <laughs> him.
2: It's always him. <laughs> um, but uh, no, I mean, I think uh, like you said, I mean, with two new coordinators. <clears throat> excuse me you know there's, there's going to be an adjustment period but uh you know now's the time to make the mistakes you know early in training camp preseason uh, get them out of your system work out the kinks figure out what you got to do to uh avoid them in the future but um no i'm confident that we'll we'll work it out and uh because i mean and like you were saying before uh you know those are the those kind of mistakes can cost you the game against bad teams so uh, you know, it's just bad for morale. It's, uh, it can kill a drive, or it can help keep a drive alive for the other team. And uh, you know, you don't want any of that. But no, nah, I don't think uh, I don't think it'll be an issue going forward.
0: Yeah, and I think I think the biggest thing that I'm taking away from what I've read is, you know, Nick is very like he's like coaching them hard. You know, he's getting on to the star players. He's he doesn't want the season to go bad because he knows that like you can either be. Like complacent and be like, okay, we made we made the Super Bowl last year, we're going to do it again, you know. We can, or we can we realize, hey, we got there last year. It's going to be harder, even harder, to get there this year. We got to work for it. So Nick Nick seems like he has like the right mindset. Whereas I feel like that 2018 Eagles team didn't. They kind of just they kind of seem like they're just going with, like the the motion, you know. So you know, I believe in Nick. I think Nick doesn't get the credit he deserves among like the NFL community as far as being a good coach. So, you know, we'll see, we'll see what happens. Um, Bryce, is there anything you want to add as far as like training camp before we move on to something fun?
1: Um, There is one. Uh, I kind of want to hit on the running backs a little bit more. Um, Came out a couple with maybe been yesterday that uh, I think it was John McMullen. He said, that if the season started right now, that Kenny Gainwell would be your number one back. Um, I love Kenny. love Kenny to death. I think he's a really good player. But I don't think he's your number one. I, I, I still think it's DeAndre Swift. You traded for him for a reason. He's, he's super explosive. Uh, I think he's the best back that they got on the roster. But at the same time, uh caught a couple clips watched some terrible live streams terrible quality of open practice on saturday night um Rashad Penny looks good man Rashad Penny has lost a lot of weight it looks like and he has slimmed up and he has looked really really good in the team uh the 11 on 11s that they went that they went on um he's starting to i think he's starting to show that he's got more burst than what he's seen in previous years. And I don't know if that's from him playing whatever he said he was, like five to seven pounds lighter. Uh, He looks every bit of it. I think he used to look a little chubby, but now you see him and he's all slimmed down. Um, I think he could be – he's like the dark horse for me, I guess, that uh, you don't really know what you got with him. You know what you could have with him but at the same time he can exceed those expectations tremendously if he stays healthy because i can't remember what his yards per carry like yards per carry like over his career is when he's healthy but it's something crazy it's like it's in the 6s like high 6s i thought like 6.5 or 6.6 yards per carry which is really that's pretty damn good for a running back i mean that's you're well above league average there
0: yeah uh it was it's Five point seven last year was six point one. The year before that was six point three. Um, so he's, I mean, he's obviously no bum. Uh, so I think Jimmy Kemsky's my favorite beat reporter that the Eagles have. He, I think he cut up all of uh, Chai Penny's runs previous year. He, he's a bigger guy, but he he's definitely explosive and he he hits the hole and he doesn't he doesn't like dance around. He's big. He's fast. And he's everything you want in a running back. He just gotta stay he just, he just has to stay healthy. Um
1: What surprised me a lot about him is he he used to play special teams. That's what caught caught my eye. Like he used to return kicks and return punts in college. And I like you see him into the NFL, I was like, How there's a way in hell this guy could return kicks and punts, but I don't know, man. I think him and him and DeAndre deserve the most touches, I think if you want your best chance to win. And that is no shot to Kenny or Boston or Trey, because I think those are your other We're three. Kennedy. There. Come on. Come on, man. All, he's going to get his touches in preseason. That's about it. Second half, run it all. But I don't know. I think if you want your best chance to win, Rashad and DeAndre need to be the ones toting the rock, catching the ball, is my opinion.
0: Absolutely. Um, I guess Josh, anything you want to add that you've seen this week, um, training camp that you like to add before we move on to the Eagles depth chart?
2: Um, all I can say is that every day it looks like there's more and more of a chance for uh Joseph Nogata to make the team. Gosh,
1: uh, I knew it was coming. <laughs>
2: someone had to say it. I mean, uh, I'm excited for it. I love the. Uh, I know I said it last week, but I just love a big-bodied receiver, good athlete. Uh. And uh, yeah, definitely excited. After years of struggling at receiver, it's nice to have a, a almost a embarrassment of riches, you know. So,
0: oh yeah, definitely, definitely. It's definitely a nice, nice feeling. feeling. Yeah, yeah. It really is. I uh, will add something. First off, the open practice was Sunday night. Bryce, I'm going to correct you because uh, somebody will will correct somebody. Uh, look it up. Come back to me. Uh, I will say that from what I've read, the play of Marcus Mariota has improved the past. Two or three practices, and ironically enough, that's whenever Josh Andrews got signed. So, uh, hopefully, we can uh, we can see Marcus play a little bit better if he, as long as he's not filled in ground balls. Um, it'll be it'll be interesting to see him in preseason, just because obviously everything that I've seen has been negative besides the past couple of days. So we'll kind of see where he's at. Um, it'd be nice to see some positive play for him. That way we can go in the season with a competent backup, which is which is huge. But obviously, like we said last week, hopefully we don't have to ever worry about Marcus Mario playing. Um, so, moving on. The Eagles released uh, their uh, the death chart. Their first death chart of the year. Um, some interesting uh, things that are on this uh, this death chart. Uh, I don't know if you guys saw it, but at running back, uh, the running back one is Kenneth Gainwell slash Rashad Penny slash Boston Scott slash Trey Sermon slash DeAndre Swift, and then the second running back is Kendi Brooks. So that tells me Kenny Brooks is not making the team. Sorry about it, but and then it's like a it's like a five like horse race between the other five running backs. Obviously, we we think we know who's going to make the team. But it's interesting that they put Trey Sermon with the, this group. Uh, some other interesting things that I've, that I've seen was Dan Arnold is the fourth tight end. Um, what else? Joseph Ngata is behind Deion Kane. Christian Ellis and Nicholas Morrow are the wool linebackers, starting wheel linebackers. And then the safety spot is, or safety one is Terrell Edmonds slash Kayvon Wallace. Um, so it's interesting, it's cool to look at but obviously at the end of the day, this death chart means absolutely nothing I think it's put out by like the PR team, so they really don't really have a clue either um, You know, it's cool to look at, it's fun to look at but ultimately what does it mean? nothing but anyway we'll move on to Saturday, I just wanted to bring that up Saturday we're, we we'll play the Ravens. We'll play the Ravens who haven't lost a preseason game since 20 it was 2015, right? We looked this up before the show started, right? Yep. All right. So 2015, so that is 8 years since a preseason loss, which is impressive. Really impressive. Uh, do I think it's gonna end Saturday? No. Do I care if it ends Saturday? No. I just want to see I just want to see some football being played. So you know, obviously, I want to come up with like a list of players to watch from the link lineup. So my player to watch, I'm gonna give it one, and then we'll go around. We'll go around the board. You know, we'll create we'll create a list. Uh, Joseph Ngata is my first pick. Obviously, uh, I think that he's gonna have a chance to shine. The only issue that might happen is Marcus Mariota is gonna be his quarterback. So how much will we be able to shine? Who knows? But his best chance of making this team is shining in the preseason. Because if he shines in the preseason, that means other teams have tape on him. And that means that they can't just wave him or cut him because he won't make a pet out of waivers. So Joseph Ngata is my first player to watch. Uh, Josh, who is your player to watch? Obviously, you were going to pick Joseph Ngata. That's fine. But that is mine. Sorry. (laughs)
2: <laughs> I was going to say we might want to put him off limits because I don't know, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> for me, definitely curious to see how some of the backup corners on the outside do. Um, if I had to pick one, I'd probably say, I'm just curious to see what Kelly Ringo does. I know he just recently moved up the depth chart to get to that uh, <laughs> the second string on the outside. Um, I mean, I love Kelly Ringo. He's a, I think he's like 6'3", I want to say. Um, guy, love a big corner and uh, yeah definitely want to see how he does when he gets his reps on Saturday
0: yeah definitely uh, good price
1: yeah good. damn dog keeps barking man <laughs> <laughs> he's just excited yeah uh, mine will probably actually I'm gonna go a different route Um, mine would be uh, Marcus Mariota actually because I think it's gonna be interesting to see what you got as your backup quarterback You want to see on how he's actually going to perform, whether he's serviceable or he's just – you pray to God and hope that if Jalen Hurts ever misses some time that you are just not going to be blown out completely. You know what I mean? Like if he's somewhat serviceable that – I just want to see if he's going to be okay. You know what I mean? Like if if he can go back to like his days in Tennessee where he wasn't great, but he was all right. I'm perfectly fine with that. That's the, that's my biggest ceiling for him is he's just somewhat serviceable. I think he's going to be a, another player to watch.
0: Talking about the guy that throws the ball and then catches the ball in the playoffs and scores a touchdown on his own pass.
1: So, that guy. Pretty cool. Against the chiefs.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. That was, uh, I'll, I'll give one player that to watch. Um, we'll keep on going until we, out now, if somebody we want to talk about, uh, <laughs> I think the the third the emergency quarterback spot that battle is going to be pretty cool to watch. Uh, obviously, we haven't seen much from Ian Book because we got him when we get him like before week 1. I think he got cut from the Saints. Um, yeah. Victimized. we we didn't get to see him at all last year. So it'd be interesting to see Ian Book versus Tanner McKee. They're obviously going to get plenty of plenty of reps just because they're not going to throw Marcus Mariota out there any longer than he has to be. So it'd be interesting to see those two battle it out. I think uh, Tanner is going to win, but who knows? Who knows? It's a crazy world out there. Uh, you got one more, Josh?
2: Um, I was going to say, I want to see how many penalties Derek Barnett can get when he plays.
1: Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't know what yeah. the
2: over-under for that will be, but I'm taking the over. Um, <laughs> you know, I mean, I guess. I would have to say I'm just curious to see um, how many touches Trace Herman gets. I know we didn't get to see him last year much. Uh are
1: stealing yeah. my picks, man. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but, um, yeah, I'm definitely curious to see how he fits in with the other uh, running backs by committee. So, um, I mean, I liked him in, uh, when he played for uh, San Francisco. So I was uh, had high hopes for him last year, and so we'll
1: see you know,
2: how he does.
0: Bryce picking Josh Joe?
1: No. No. <laughs> but that's that's a good one. That's, That's a, a good, good one. one. It's a good one. <laughs> but uh I think mine's gonna be be interested to see how many snaps Jalen Carter plays and what he does with those snaps. Uh I think he's still gonna be. I think at some point he's gonna start. He's gonna be a starter at some point in the year. He's gonna catapult himself into being a starter, kind of push Fletcher's uh snap count down. Keep it, keep it light, keep Fletcher fresh. Um, but I don't know. I'm really excited to see what the hype was. the Hype's all about with the number nine overall pick this year.
0: Still, some would say still, uh, with that being said, I think that he will take over the starting spot sooner rather than later. Obviously he's going to do the, the rookie, like due diligence, you know, where you got to sit behind the vet, but I think his playing time will increase faster than Jordan. did last year. I think it's,
1: kind of going to be like jordan davis's which i think jordan was before he got hurt he was going to end up starting i'm pretty sure he started that steelers game that he got hurt in um he he, he
0: started playing in the jaguars game and the yeah he played
1: really well uh but like i could agree with what you're saying he'll kind of catapult himself into the starting lineup quicker than JD did last year. I think
0: he's more versatile, and that, that'll give him the that quicker like trajectory than you know Jordan Davis was. But. I feel
1: like a lot of people are writing off Milton Williams, man.
0: Uh, I think he, I, look, just because he milked at you, dude. <laughs> I think I think
1: Milton's gonna be pretty good, man. I think milk because he wasn't bad last year though. But he like, wasn't. Milt, he wasn't. No, Milton was really good. I mean, he's. Well, I can't even remember how many sacks he had last year. I think it was like five or six, maybe. But still, I mean, that's productive. That's. I mean, he he's. He always seems like he's around the ball when he's in the game. Like, he's, whether it's to be a tackle for loss, pressure on a quarterback, something. I don't know. It's, I like Milk. I've always liked oh. Milk, man.
0: Hey, he waved at you, dude. He waved That's your boy.
1: Yeah, he, <laughs> that's my boy, man. He waved at me at the Eagles that's, game. <laughs> uh,
0: so, like, we're all excited. Uh, you know, Saturday's going to be fun. I think for the first time in a while, I'm super excited for, you know, preseason football. Usually I just kind of I watch it and then. I kind of like turn it off after the second string kind of gets gets taken out, but f- for the first time in a long time, I'm I want to watch like everybody. I want I want to watch the bottom of the roster out there and see what they got. Um, so it'll be fun. It'll be a fun preseason. I think we got the anybody
1: got a anybody got a bold prediction for this game.
0: Uh, I Joseph one. Joseph and got 150 yards, three touchdowns.
1: Book Holy it. shit. If he does that, uh put him in his a uh, starter for a sit up. they'll
0: sit him the rest of the preseason if he does that. They're like, Hey, <laughs> hey you got it. You got it.
1: Yeah. Uh I think I think Mekhi Garner gets a pick. I think he plays really well. What about you, Josh? Any bold prediction?
2: Bold prediction. I was going to make another Derek Barnett joke and say, like, he's not going to get a penalty, but that's not realistic. Uh, that's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. <laughs>
0: He'll get in a fight or something. <laughs> uh,
2: my bold prediction is... That's a good question. I'm going to say the backup offensive line is not going to give up a sack. Uh,
0: that's bold. That's a bold take. Yeah. Are we'll some see. Do- are some dog ass. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, we'll I, I think... Uh, we ha- we do have probably the best offensive line depth in the league. It's just when all five of them are lined up together, it's not it's not great, you know. But we have we have pieces that we can plug here and there if an injury were, were to happen. But together as one collective unit, they kind of they're kind of bad. But you know uh, that that's pretty much it for the the show today. Uh, like I said. With the game Saturday, this should come out Friday morning. If I if I do my job, which I will, um, we're going to record Sunday, I believe. If that's cool, so cool. Everybody else will record Sunday that, and we'll do a review of, of the game on Saturday. So that should be out Sunday night. Uh, I think we're we'll gonna start doing two episodes a week, just because football starting. You know, we're getting games, more content, more things to talk about. So it'll be easier for us to put out two episodes and be more consistent with it. That being said, you know, this is the link lineup. Um, Follow us on all the socials at the link lineup. No underscores, no numbers, none of that. Um, If you're listening on any of the streaming platforms, leave us a nice rating. It would make my day. It would make Bryce's day and Josh's day. Be great. If you're watching this on YouTube, and you have made it this far, comment your favorite color, and I will I will cash up you a dollar. That's what I'll do, just to see who's actually watching. Um, but if you are watching on YouTube, please like, subscribe, comment, and even share if you want. Um, so with that being said, thank you all for watching, and uh, and go birds.
1: Go birds.
0: Yeah, go birds. <laughs>